That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, she's got a lot of things on her mind to talk about now. No fun, the Jen Kirkman podcast, season 11, episode five. Hello, everybody. I'm trying not to say the word like, except when it's appropriate. Hi, I like that you're listening to this show and not. So I like went to the store and everyone's just there like, I don't know, like, so there's two likes. There's the comma that you just throw in there for like no reason, right? See what I did? And then there's a way that I also use it, which is, and she was like, fuck off. Or I was like, what the fuck? You know, that meaning, and I was thinking, and her attitude seemed to be, or could mean said. I say like, so much. And I don't notice it when I'm just talking to people, but I've had to listen back to episodes of this show when I'm making little clips to use as promos. And I hear the like and the like and the like, and it makes me nuts. So I'm trying, but I also have this thing where I do just go into a zone when I speak off the top of my head. Uh, and I go into a zone when I perform, when I'm hyper-focusing on anything. And it's really hard for me to remember to think about it. I could even put a note in front of me that says, don't say like. And I would have to then look at the note in order to accomplish that. I could even look at the note, though, and still zone out and not really take in what I'm looking at. So, 
It is not from lack of trying, but I need to keep trying. Now, you might be wondering, did somebody tell you that you say like too much on No Fun, the Jen Kirkman podcast? No, in fact. I'm sure people are thinking it. But what happened was, this is a story I haven't told yet. Oh my God, I'm acting like, um, guys, I have a story that's yet to be told. And I just had to wait until I was in the right frame of mind. No, it just was one of those, you know, I, I keep a list of quick anecdotes that I'm not sure how they fit into a certain episode, but they're there to say when I need to fill an episode. And for some reason, I never got around to this one, although it is one of my favorite things that has happened to me in the last month. But about a month ago, I was having coffee with my friend Liz, who I've known since I was in college. We were assigned to be college roommates, so known her since I was 18. And we're sitting outside at a, you know, at a coffee shop and we're talking. And this elderly woman comes up to us. She had been sitting behind Liz and she's pays her thing and leaves. And she comes over to us and she says, girls, I counted 100 likes. Now, Pretend I hadn't said anything about I need to say like a lot less. Just apropos of nothing, an older woman comes up to you. I mean, she was probably 70. I counted 100 likes. And my friend Liz and I had the exact same reaction. And my friend is not even a social media type. She's not in the public eye. She's not using social media every day to promote things. She has an Instagram, never goes on it. I mean, so for my friend to think of it as, oh, this older woman must be talking about social media, that's just how there was no really other choice. That's, of course, what this woman was talking about. It wasn't because, oh, I was sitting with the biggest influencer in the world. And of course, that's what came to her mind when someone came up to us and said, I counted 100 likes. I also thought the same thing, but I do think that I'm kind of online a lot. And oddly, my brain has been warped when I hear the word like, I think of the thumbs up button on Instagram or Twitter. So anyway, or the heart emoji button, whatever. Liz and I both on the same page, we both said, congratulations, completely not sarcastically. And she said, she just sort of looked at us and I said, what did you post? <laughs> and I'm thinking, this woman's a little off her rocker, but God bless, God bless, you know, who am I to judge? You get a little older. Maybe she's lonely. Maybe her husband's died. Maybe all her friends are dead. And she just got an Instagram account. And maybe she's trying to get in on this thing that I see going around New York. I've got the, the coffee table books. They're fantastic. Advanced style. It's also an Instagram account. It is older women and men too in New York City who are ridiculously stylish. I mean, flamboyantly, creatively stylish. You got to check out these human beings. They are fantastic. So it's this whole series of books. You know, they, oh, she's getting into the advanced style thing. Maybe she posted a picture of her lunch. I don't know. And she got 100 likes, which would be a lot of likes if you're new to Instagram and, and you're not famous and, you know, 
probably don't have a hundred friends on it. So somehow your picture went around enough that a hundred strangers liked it. I was excited for this woman. What did you post? I ask. And I'm thinking, well, I'm going to get this woman's Instagram account. I want to see what's up with this lady who's just talking to strangers. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And she looks at me, and then she looked at us and said, you two girls say like a lot. I counted a hundred of them. And Liz and I looked at each other, oh, that kind of like. And she wasn't shaming or admonishing us. I have a feeling she wasn't saying it was a good thing. But in a weird way, she wasn't necessarily saying it was a bad thing either. She was smiling. She wasn't saying, in my day, we didn't say like or what. Why don't you girls? That's not very professional. You you are not going to get a job that way. Or, it, it, there was no further thoughts. And maybe she was thinking that, but honestly, to this day, I still can't tell why she said that to us. I've got to assume she thought it was ridiculous. Maybe she thought it was exciting. Maybe she really had no judgment and just wanted us to know. I heard you both say like about a hundred times in the last three minutes. So my friend Liz, I talk to Liz all the time, hang out with her. I, I never think Liz says like a lot. I have other friends. I might notice an expression they use a lot or something, but maybe because I'm a fellow sayer of like. But I didn't, if someone said your top three friends that say like too much, I, I would have to guess because I don't feel like I know anyone who does, but just based on other things about these friends, the music they like, how often they read, I would, I would have guessed dis- different people. Um, Liz is not a like a mega type person, but Liz said to this woman, oh yeah, I, I do that on purpose. I completely cultivated a personality that says like, now I've known Liz 30 years, no joke. I have no idea what she's talking about, but she told me later after this woman left that this is completely true. But she said when she was little, Growing up in Massachusetts, as did I, that she heard the song Valley Girl. It was a big hit in 1982. In fact, I bought my first album record, vinyl, called the 1982 Hit List. Lots of great jams on that one, including You Dropped a Bomb on Me by the Gap Band. I believe Shaka Khan, I Feel For You. And the weird little ditty, Valley Girl by Frank Zappa. One of the less, not less weird, but but more 
friendly to radio play songs and, and his daughter was on it being the Valley Girl. And so we all thought, wow, that's so glamorous because we're from Massachusetts. We don't know they're making fun of the Valley. You know, um, these airheaded teens at the mall in the Valley where I ended up living later in life, right? In, in Los Angeles. To people outside the Valley, outside of California, I thought the Valley was like the, like, see, the coolest place in the world. You know, people from LA, oh, the Valley, ugh. So anyway, I guess as my friend Liz told this, this woman, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine to say like, it doesn't bother me at all. There is absolutely nothing I can think to say in its place. And it's, it's never changing. It's, it's so much, I didn't even remember that I say it all the time. I taught myself how to when I was eight. It's never changing. Now me, I'm all paranoid. Oh, like I thought that was cool to to just announce. Yeah, no, I know. It may seem stupid or inarticulate or annoying, but I completely uh, wanted to go for this as a child and just never changed my mind about it. I thought it was hilarious. But if you don't know that song, I'll play just a second of it. Um, oh, I was like, where is this? See, I just did it again. Hang on. All right, hang on. Ah. Okay, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. And Cena's like, so bitchin'. Just like the Galleria. I'm like, all these like really great shoe stores. I like love going to like clothing stores and stuff. I like buy the neatest mini skirts and stuff. On Ventura, isn't that funny? I remember, I mean, just that I listened to that song all the time and didn't know that when I grew up, I would move, you know, basically on the corner of Ventura and something else and watching Welcome Back Hotter, looking at the opening theme song and that really cool sign that says Brooklyn, fifth largest city in the world. That sign does exist at the J Street Borough Hall Stop in Brooklyn. If anyone wants to know, you can go look at it. I'm going to go look at it someday. Anyway, it's funny that I ended up living in the places that were so much part of my pop culture. Whatever. So there you go. So ever since that woman said that, I I feel ashamed. Rock on to my friend. Who's like, yeah, see, it did it again. I'm not going to point it out from now on because I do say it. I'm going to just try to say it less. I'm not trying to eradicate it because I search for words and I just want to speak normal. But yeah, rock on to my friend who's like, yeah, no, I'm, that's all. I'm doing it. And then the old woman said, well, nice to talk to you girls and walked away. I still to this day. Uh, what was her point? Okay, so. That's my promise to myself. Maybe a new year's resolution. Remember, I said that at the beginning of the year, I was annoyed with people's energies coming in hot with their resolutions and their dreaming and scheming. And don't email me and ask me to be part of this thing that you want to think up. Just leave me alone. I'm still ramping up. But one of my goals will be to say the word like less. I also, I go, she goes, they go, 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 instead of said. So my mom goes, 
Ugh, it drives me nuts. I have to think of other words to say because said just no longer comes naturally. I don't know if there was ever a time in my life where I said said instead of go. Can't imagine. But I do think I've become less articulate as I got older, which is weird because as I got older, I became more and more, I would say, not successful necessarily. I mean, sure, successful, but I became more and more just absolutely positively I speak for a living, whether it's a podcast or on tour, you know. I also write for a living, obviously saying like and go is easily preventable when, when writing dialogue, but when pitching things in the writer's room, I, I don't know. It's just very conversational. Am I saying like and go every second? I don't know. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so as we all know, this is not No Fun, the Hilaria Baldwin podcast. I am not a podcast that necessarily talks about celebrities, but we've got our little private jokes in this podcast. We've got our little people that just seem to pop up, and Hilaria Baldwin just seems to pop up on this podcast. I've talked about her before. I was pretty obsessed with her being discovered as a fraud who pretended she was Spanish, even though really it was just that her parents retired in Spain. And she went there for two weeks every summer as a kid. But she's from Boston. We know this. Okay, so I'm really never thinking about her. I'm not looking for news about her, but it's become enough of a running thing with us. And a lot of times it is just on the Patreon version. So if you haven't heard it, that's why. Maybe count your blessings. But now, you know, the last time I talked about her, it was because one of my subscribers <laughs> had asked me if I could talk about if, if there's any updates in Hilaria Baldwin's life. And so now a lot of you have sent me this clip of Hilaria. And look, I'll say this. This clip makes me sad for two reasons. They do have seven, she and Alec Baldwin have seven children who are innocent of any of the sins their parents have committed, right? They deserve a clean slate in life. They deserve not to be photographed and harassed by paparazzi. They deserve to be held in the arms of a mother who's 
not experiencing anxiety because she's being chased by paparazzi. And no, I do not believe that you asked for it if you are a celebrity or whatnot. It's just invasive. Now, uh, at the time of this recording, this I am recording this maybe about 10 to 14 days before it's going to be released. But at the time of this recording, Alec Baldwin, it, what's in the news lately is that he's being charged with involuntary manslaughter and uh, most of the blame for the gun, well, not just going off, but that the gun had real bullets and the death of the of the um, director and developer developer photography, the 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 DP on the movie set. Um, he's being mostly held responsible for her death more than anyone else, and so you know there's been a lot of legal eagles dissecting it, talking about it. Is it fair? Well, he was really a producer and an actor. Who should decide with the guns? Blah, blah, blah. There's been all this talk, but I guess it's been in the legal world's a little shocking to see that charge. And again, he has to go through trial and all that. But in general, obviously, it's a sad thing for a family to go through. Obviously, I know that the person who died, it's sadder for their family, but obviously it's stressful. I don't care how crazy or psycho or shitty you are if your husband is being charged with that and you have seven kids. I mean, I don't think any of them thought this would happen in their life. So anyway, but Laria Baldwin literally, I think it was Christmas 2020, outed as pretending to be Spanish. She had a lot of sponsorships and corporations that she worked with and media outlets just drop her completely. She had a lot of mommy blogger stuff that had to do with being Spanish and in in the most stunning of things. See, that that part is barely that interesting to me. A little interesting. The most stunning of things, she didn't go away. She doubled down. Even, even to the point where a year later she's writing, I feel Spanish. I identify as Spanish. She's pulling one of those. So now paparazzi in her face asking, you know, what she thinks about Alec, which is just very sad. But she's got one of her babies. And she's doing the accent still. It's amazing. So uh, one of my listeners, many of my listeners who sent this to me, they want to know my take. So let me just play some of this. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say. You're not going to ask me questions. I'm going to tell you. Okay? I want you guys to realize that we have seven kids. And you being here to escort them to school and to be there when they come home is not good. So on a human level, you guys know I'm not going to say anything to you. You know that. So please, leave my family in peace and let this all play out. Okay? So let my kids come home and you stay away from them. Because they ask me, Mommy, what, like, what are these people doing? And it's a very hard thing as a mom to try to explain. So please, go home. Go home. Go home. Oh, they asked me, mommy, why do you have accent we don't have? Go home. Go home, I say to them. Look, I don't know. People want to know my take. What could my take be? This is incredibly tragic. These kids have a deeply disturbed mother, a, just a freak of a dad, who ironically is a rageaholic and 
accidentally shot someone having nothing to do with his rage issues. He wasn't raging at the time. It was a total mistake on set. I don't know. I have no take. I have no take except, holy shit, she's just doubling, tripling down. And he knows she's not Spanish. And he's, everyone's just, yeah, talking the accent. It's fine. Everyone in her life talking. I, I want, I can't have a take on this. I need more info. I need to know what her best friends say. Has anyone in her life just slowly stopped emailing back? Let me pull away. I didn't know she wasn't Spanish. This is weird. Now, again, if you're in Spain all the time, as you know, if you go anywhere and you're there three weeks even, you start to say words like someone, wherever you go. I used to spend a lot of time in Australia. I would start saying certain words like an Australian. But then it would go away the minute I was back in America for about a week. And again, it was certain words. Uh, I, I, I mean, we all do this, you know, but you'd have to really be living in Spain all year. Oh, she was back in America for 24 hours. That's when the paparazzi got her and she's still got a little lilt of a something because she's been around people that only pronounce things this way, that way. But it's the way she speaks it. It's not just an accent where you think, let's say the, we thought the accent was real. I wouldn't think that's someone who's fluent in English. I would think, oh, that person is fluent in English. It's definitely their second language. And they're still kind of insecure about certain words and are, are thinking to make them come out, you know? And that is what is to me, the most psychotic part. It's not like, hey, everybody, this is Jean Cookman. I am French. And uh, today on the uh, No Funzy Jean Cookman podcast, like, that's me, you know, doing a terrible accent, but confidently speaking French, I'm, I'm telling you it's my first language. Actually, English is my second. I am French, right? So, so it's weird that the way she speaks English is in this accent that, that if I didn't know any better makes me think, English is her second language, and she's struggling to put, uh, like, how do you put it? God, look at me. How, um, oh, God, like conjugating verbs and putting tenses together. You know, all the, uh, all the extra stuff of language that isn't just words. So, uh, so they say, go home. I say, go home. You know, she's struggling to get the verbiage right. I say to you, come home. Is it come or go? Come, go. I want you to go home. It, it's that. And that extra level of, no, I don't know English so well. That is what's psychotic to me. Because it's been revealed and she's admitted, yeah, okay, fine. English is my first language, but I basically half lived in Spain, which is a lie. But okay. You know, Spanish would still be her second language. And she acts like English is her first. So I think that's my take, is that with each time I hear her, I have a more nuanced thought about it. And my nuanced, not nuanced, but a more in-depth look at it. So my in-depth look is, wow. I know we've skirted around this before, but I've never quite articulated it that, you know, we've made fun of her for saying, how do you say cucumber? We knew then that she was pretending that she didn't know English words, but it's, it's hitting me in a different way right now that that actually is dropping it to a level of a deeper psychosis than I ever thought. So anyway, I don't know. 
I don't know. I just feel bad for the kids. Hopefully they have enough money. I always think, look, if are they rich? Okay, that helps with some of the emotional damage. <laughs> I know that's the wrong way to think, but I don't know. You'll never convince me that it doesn't help. Okay, well, if you want to continue listening to the rest of this episode, and I hope you do, join us over on Patreon. You can click the link in the show notes. Go to patreon.com slash Jen Kirkman. It's the best way to support this show. You can pay three, four, or five dollars a month. The more you pay, the more episodes you get. Most episodes are 60 to 90 minutes. They are all, as always, ad-free. And there's a great community of people on the Patreon website that you can chat with that listen to the show. Oh, and also you'll have access to all of the archives of Patreon episodes from the last uh, year and a half, two years. So you can just binge a dinge when you join. And when you join, there is a way to put the link in your favorite podcast app so you don't have to listen on the Patreon website and all that kind of shebang. So I'll see you over there. And if not, until next week, have fun. Have fun. 